You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. It's not every day that a franchise that ended a decade earlier gets a motion picture. It's also not every day that the film's premiere gets the Hollywood treatment in the U.S. Capitol, or that film's premiere after-party takes place in the National Air and Space Museum. I'm Earl Green, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for December 6th. And on this day in 1979, Star Trek The Motion Picture had its world premiere. And just like Star Trek, this premiere seemed to boldly go where no other big movie premiere had gone before, Washington, D.C., However, the process to get the film to the premiere would be a challenge of Herculean proportions. The production of Star Trek The Motion Picture was fraught with many challenges. Director Robert Wise had to fire the special effects company six months in due to their inability to produce a single usable shot. Close Encounters of the Third Kind effects producer Douglas Trumbull was brought in to finish the job. Under the gun, the production staff worked around the clock to complete the work on time, including sleeping in sleeping bags in the studio. According to an article by John Kelly in the Washington Post, Paramount had blind-booked the film, meaning that if they didn't deliver the film by the December 7th deadline, the studio would be faced with a hefty price tag from exhibitors to the tune of $35 million. While traditional currency is passé in the 23rd century, 20th century still has to pay the bills. The film was so close to the deadline that many reported that the print of the film was still wet when it arrived at the KB MacArthur Theater. Moreover, one of the V'ger effects shots was so late that reel flew to the premiere in director Robert Wise's lap, with Wise himself providing instructions to the projectionist on where to splice it in. This was also the first time many had seen the completed film. Due to the tight deadline and production mishaps, there wasn't time to do a proper test screening. Despite the odds stacked against them, Star Trek The Motion Picture's premiere went off well on the whole. We'll learn more about the events leading up to the premiere and its black tie after-party after the break. Born on this day in 1940, cinematographer Richard Edlund, one of the original employees of ILM. The PR for the premiere was out of this world. Montgomery Mall had a Star Trek night, with Hex Department Store hosting an alien fashion show, showcasing the film's costumes and masks. Lieutenant Uhura herself, Nichelle Nichols, was on tap for autographs, posters, photos, and intergalactic chit-chat. Northern Virginia Community College hosted Star Trek Day, which included a blooper reel and lectures from the film's technical advisor. The black tie affair after the premiere was one for the books. One of the perks of hosting the premiere in Washington, D.C. is that the reception could be hosted at the National Air and Space Museum, an appropriate locale for a Star Trek celebration, right? The museum itself was actually quite new at the time, having only been open for about three and a half years, providing many a first look at the museum. The reception hosted 500 people, including cast and crew of the film, as well as fans who could afford the $100 price of admission. The ticket proceeds went to the National Space Club and Foundation, which promotes the achievements of the United States in outer space. That nonprofit is still in existence today, providing scholarships and programs to students interested in pursuing STEM-related fields. 
While Star Trek The Motion Picture was not the critical success hoped for by the studio, it is the first film to prove that even a dead TV franchise can muster success at the box office. Interest in Star Trek grew again, bringing fans more films and now more Star Trek than ever. It's been a long road getting from there to here, but we wouldn't be here without Star Trek The Motion Picture. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for December 6th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.